folks, uh, Sarcasm Speaks, Jared Blob here. We got a guest. Eric is here with us today uh, from our good old hometown of Medford. Yes, sir. Um, What's going on, guys? Uh, not too much. We also, well, I also just found out recently that you work like 15 minutes from my house. So <laughs> yeah, I work in South Attleboro. So if you're ever doing in person in Attleboro, I can stop by after work. Yeah. <laughs> so we were just saying right before I hit record, it's, uh, it's an interesting commute from Medford to South Attleboro. Yeah. It's like, so uh, obviously I'm, I'm in Medford now. And then I'd say 90% of the time I spend in my car is the first 15 miles from yeah. Boston to Quincy. Yep. And then after that I could get, if, if I, if I lived in Quincy, I could get to Attleboro, Attleboro in like 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Easily. Yeah. That's, it probably takes what anywhere between 45 and an hour to get to Quincy and then 20 minutes to get from Quincy to Attleboro. <laughs> yeah. And lately it's been brutal. There's been accident after accident. I don't know if that's because people are learning to drive again after the pandemic. Yeah. I noticed but, that a lot. I've been um, with my new job. I've been going into Cambridge quite a bit yeah. and uh, we, I carpool with a couple of my coworkers. So we take the HOV lane. We meet up at, at the Braintree mall and, uh, there's been so many accidents, like all three of us, because there's three of us riding together. All three of us had said something at one point. We were like, I don't remember the last time I've seen this many accidents on Every both day. ways too. 93 North and South. It's crazy. I, the, the HOV lane in Boston is my biggest gripe because there's two lanes heading into the 93, heading into the tunnel and into the biggest, the biggest highway heading into the biggest city in the state. And there's two lanes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the HOV lane, now they have cops, because I'll sneak in the HOV lane by myself, and I'll get through sometimes, but I haven't done it lately. So they have cops yeah. posted at the beginning and at the end of it. Yeah. Out of their car, just pointing at people, pulling them over, <laughs> and ticketing them. And then and then the cops with the lights, that causes more traffic, and it's just a disaster and bad for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I actually found out? And so one of my coworkers... Um, said this to me the other day that he, him and his wife were talking or his wife's friend said something. And, uh, it's a really interesting point. That's kind of stuck with me for the, since over the last week. And it, it was, um, I'm probably going to butcher it, but it's like any, any crime that's punishable by a fine yeah. is really just a, a, a penalty for poor people essentially, or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, that's really interesting. Like, that's a really interesting way to think about it. And then he told me that he has a friend who's a state trooper that was, that used to post up on the HOV lanes. And he said there would be people that would drive into the HOV lane and just hand the cop 50 bucks and go, here you go. Because riding in an HOV lane without passengers is a $50 ticket. So it's, it's like only $50. Yeah. Yeah. It's a $50 fine. Jesus Christ. I'm over here thinking it's $500. Yeah. Maybe I, maybe I start doing this more often. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you, you yeah, know, what's, what's you, the break you, even, can you expense that? Can you expense you an HOV parking yeah, ticket? I know, right? <laughs> hey, I, ha I had to get to work on time. Uh, <laughs> can I expense this? <laughs> it's 250 bucks a week. You can write it off on your taxes. Cause it's like, well, work mandates that I'm in at this time. So yeah. <laughs> I got to get there. It's like same guy used to write off haircuts. He goes to be a trooper. I have to have certain whatever he goes razor blades, haircuts. I write it all off. Yeah. So yeah. Right. Tax write off for tickets. 
Yeah. <laughs> I've, I, I've looked, so I, I use my parents, family, friend for my taxes and I've had them look into, cause I used to have tolls. I used to hit a lot of tolls cause I used to work in Connecticut mm-hmm. and it's just tough to write off. I mean, that, that would be awesome. Like if I could write off miles, if I could write off tolls, but yeah. I love the, the mile stuff is hard because it's gotta be, it's gotta be on the job. Yeah. And it has to be away from like whatever is considered like the home base, home office. Yeah. And you can't get reimbursed for, if you get reimbursed for it, then you can't write any of it off. So it's, it, it's, it's a whole thing. Like Cause I've gotten reimbursed for traveling. Like if I go to work, we have a, we have a sister company in Connecticut and they'll reimburse the miles. You get like, I don't know, what is it? 55 cents a mile. Yeah, It changes every year, yeah. but it's yeah. anywhere from 55 to 60 cents. Um, yeah. Then that's, that's, that, that's the only thing with like write-offs is it's gotta be like, if home base is Attleboro, well, what's the difference from Attleboro to Connecticut? And then you subtract, it's a whole fucking thing. Yeah. And, if they reimb- and then if they re- reimburse you, it takes you out of it. Or if there's <laughs> any like, oh, well, we're going to g- give you a, your rate plus a quarter or whatever. And it's like, that's your travel pay and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think I have this conversation literally. So I'll FaceTime my, my girlfriend works nights. She was actually the co-host on my other pod, the podcast I had social distancing, yeah, which is, is kind, of, it's kind of defunct. Now we, we want to bring it back and be like a relationship thing. Um, but she's, she's better than me. She's awesome at it. Um, she's got I, that caught, I did catch one episode. Um, I mean, I think it was what a year ago or two years ago. Uh, or coming up on two years, maybe yeah. it was, uh, the only thing I remember was it was the one about like decades you guys were yeah. arguing because she didn't follow the rules yep, of yep. whatever decade you, I mean, truthfully, I can't remember which decades you guys picked. I chose I the eighties. I, I was going to say, if I had to guess probably the eighties, cause I yep. think everyone is in agreement that the eighties was the best time ever. Numero but, uno. Yep. Um, but she chose the best part of every decade. And I'm like, <laughs> we wanted to choose one decade and explain why we thought that was the best. You're over here saying, okay, well, the seventies music, but then the nineties food and then, and the eighties clothes. I'm like, well, you can't have it all. You got to choose one of these things. <laughs> I would say other than that, you're just defining history. Yeah. 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 History book. yeah. No, yeah, so so I, I, I have that. that. I have a conversation with her almost every morning. I'll FaceTime her as I'm driving in. And I'm like, someone needs to explain to me this HOV lane. I understand it's good for emergency services, but if there's an ambulance or a cop car coming, they throw their sirens on, you're pulling over anyways. You're getting out of the way. If you opened up three lanes, you know how much traffic would be minimized there? That's oh, it just pissed. It gets me going every morning. So we're not a, we're not a, uh, we're not a fact-based podcast. So <laughs> uh, yeah, you can always, you can know. always, we can always fact check and it can be wrong. <laughs> I want to say that the HOV stuff started during the gas crisis so that there were less cars yeah. a on the road B less car- cars, like just sitting there. So they, they wanted to promote because in, you know, the perfect situation, one car would now take four or five people as opposed to four or five people taking their own cars. Yeah. So not only could you keep it moving, but you would also have less total cars, but you know, you build a road in the sixties, you got a gas crisis in the seventies. You try we're fucking 50 years later. And it's like, no, there's a shitload of fucking cars. And there's almost like, yeah. Do you remember it used to be called the carpool lane? Right. Yeah. Right. 
What does HOV mean? High occupancy vehicle, I think. Oh, gotcha. Like a yeah. bus. Yep. But like, why change? Like, why not just still call it the carpool lane? Because like, three, le- three letters is easier than yeah. carpool. <laughs> carpool, carpool. <laughs> two syllables. Three letters, two syllables. It's is less hard paint. To say. It's less paint they have <laughs> to use. Think of, state, think of the cops writing those tickets, carpool lane violation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Everything yeah. for them is a code or an acronym, <clears throat> yeah. whatever. For them, it's yeah. probably just an 1140. So what was it? It had to have been for, no, where were we? We were going somewhere. Amy and I were going somewhere into Boston. It had to have been Bill's wedding. Um, Stearns? Yeah, yeah. He just got married a couple of weeks ago. But as we were, or, or I don't know, because we were together and I wasn't for that. I don't know, whatever. doesn't matter. But we were in the car at some point. And I remember turning to her and being like, I wonder if the HOV lane actually helps at all anymore, or if it actually causes more traffic. Because let's just say on a a morning commute, right? The Most of your traffic is going to be going towards the city. So for anyone, maybe people that live across the country don't have HOV lanes because we're just idiots here in the Northeast. So to explain it for those people, it's a separate lane on the opposite side of the highway (laughs) that gets opened up for carpooling, essentially. So let's say you're coming into Boston from Medford, right? And so 93 South is the highway. That's going to have traffic no matter what. Always. So if you open the HOV lane on 93 northbound, what normally wouldn't have traffic on 93 northbound is now going to have traffic because now you're down an entire lane. So at, depending on where you are in the section of 93, you're either going to be down to three lanes or two lanes. <laughs> so it's like, that's what I mean. Like, I almost wonder if in today's world, the HOV actually hurts more than it helps. Well, you got to remember with the two prominent HOV lanes on 93. So South is a permanent HOV. It's always there. Yeah. Like when you pick it up, what is it? Pick it up in Somerville or something? Yeah. Um, south, North of the city. It's always right. there. Yep. But South, yeah. South of the city is yeah, but, uh, movable. But that's always an HOV. It doesn't right. take one away from north. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. they just yeah. move the barriers to where the entrance is. So, yeah, theoretically, that one might actually make, in spirit, some sense. Because when you, uh, so what, what's, what's with my pattern? So north, so from the south of the city going north, you have an extra lane in the morning. Yeah. And coming south from the city, you have an extra lane um, in the afternoon. So right. that one might actually make a little bit of sense, which I've also found that one actually seems to keep going. Most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the one the one north of the city on 93 South is just permanent. It's a permanent structure. It doesn't make any fucking sense. That's where the most issues are, too, because you just funnel into the city. Yeah. Yeah. You go from because then it, it kicks you off right in the right in the, the Zacum, right? On the yeah. underpass. Yeah. Yep. Spits you out right at the Zacum. Yep. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I feel like I've had 800 conversations in the last month about public transit, whether it's roads, bikes, buses. I don't know. It's it's well, Boston is just such a poorly constructed city for yeah. travel, like travel-wise. It's so stupid. It was built for horses. Yeah, yeah. Well, because now that I, th- I think of it, 
being in, I was in Connecticut not that long ago and driving on, I think it's 84 out of Hartford. Yep. They have HOV lanes. They have two HOV lanes actually on their left side of the highway. And they actually have the potential for being in an HOV lane to use exits on the highway. It like goes up and over and around. It does some like fucked up shit. But like, if you're in the HOV lane in Massachusetts, you ain't getting off the highway. <laughs> you can't get to any of the exits. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, at least the the one in Connecticut kind of makes sense where it's like, it's its own separate thing. And then you have, I think it's 384 is like the exit or something like that. You can hop off on and go from there. But if you're in an HOV lane in Massachusetts, you're fucked. You ain't getting out of it. I used to live right there, uh, East Hartford, right right where that whole split is. But those oh, yeah. highways are giant. Those highways are huge. Yeah, they're like a six. It's like a six lane. I would say I remember New Jersey was eight lanes. And this was actually like actually driving through New Jersey when we went to Baltimore. I remember eight lanes. And I also remember it was almost like two highways running parallel where there was like four lanes with exits. And then next to us was four more lanes with the same exits or or something, something like that. Um, Again, we were driving through New Jersey probably at midnight 11 p.m something yeah, like that yeah our five of seven um <laughs> so I, like i remember that and i'm like there is nobody out here but yeah if you spread it out over six eight lanes where where are people gonna be yeah yeah it's just very poor construction and it's like uh i remember did you ever watch uh is it top gear yeah um I remember they did an episode where they went over to, it was like India or like Pakistan or like one of some, some country in like Southeast Asia. And they were like, oh, they're building a new capital city. So what they did was they built an 18 lane highway into, so nine going in and nine coming out into this capital city that like at the time when they filmed it, there was like seven cars on the road and it looked absolutely ridiculous, but they were like, well, this is going to be our new capital city. So in 25 years, we're going to need all of these lanes. And I remember being like, wow, that is so smart. We're in like in the United States, we're like, Oh, we got a new city. Uh, Let's give them four lanes. And then like 30 years later, we're like, wow, we could have used like an extra four lanes here. (laughs) My biggest thing is too 93. My father always tells me, yeah, this used to be a field, you know? And (laughs) Um, like, so I used, I'm from North Medford, right by Nico's. Mm-hmm. Um, those were that highway was made in like the thirties. There's 30 times more people going into the city now, especially with all the people moving out of the city. Oh, now, yeah. every, now every morning, everyone's going in right. if, if they don't work remote anymore. And it's just, it's just gotta be better. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's gotta be better. Yeah. It's. It maybe sucks. miss maybe maybe Mrs. Wu will will change something somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully that problem is not too white for her to handle. <laughs> well, tra- traffic probably is a white people problem because it's it's unfair to assume uh, that minorities drive cars, but it's also re- it's not racist to say that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like 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 snow plowing. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, uh, I it's thought you were going to touch on that. <laughs> that was unbelievable. That story. The snow. I'm sure you guys talked about it. That was unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Snow plowing is sexist and racist. Yeah. Because yeah. only, only, only white men use main roads. Only white men use main. That was unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It was that was absolutely ridiculous. And then the what was the other thing too? There was it was like the whole ID thing, right? Like the voter ID thing being like, oh well, that's racist. It's like, well, are you like inherently assuming that minorities don't know how to obtain IDs? It's yeah, pretty sure you it's everyone is capable. <laughs> yeah, I think th- that was definitely a little more nationwide. And people like so like say take like rural Georgia, it's people trying to defend it by saying when they go it's like oh it's racist to ask for an id it's like well why if they're free it's like oh well you know there's undocumented people too and we're like okay so someone poses the question what's like well if they're undocumented should they be allowed to vote and they're like well no no no, it's not those people it's it's the one that grew up on farms and never did paperwork Dude, how many people in rural Georgia grew up on a fucking farm and never did paperwork that they actually exist? Yeah. How many how many people born in the United States don't have a social security number? Yeah. Like, and it's like it's got to be less than a thousand. Dude, I, like I don't want to diminish that like some people are ancestors of slaves who didn't have like a proper yeah. chain of ancestry or whatever, but like man, it's it's 2022. Like that was a that was a long time ago to get yeah some level of paperwork in order of something yeah we have computers now it's really how easy. fucking like how rural is rural georgia honestly so i could be dumb here when you're born is are you automatically given a social security number you you have to okay so if you're born in a hospital yes because there's a record of you being born and alive and parents what these people are what some people are saying is Oh, no, no, no. They don't, they don't go to hospitals. They, they're just born in the barn or whatever. It's like they're fucking calves. They're born it's next like, to the cow stall. Like they just fall out into the fucking hay. And it's so like, Amish, I'm, I'm thinking Amish people don't have social security numbers. Uh, potentially not. They might not. Yeah, they might not. They're completely off. The but don't let, don't let the Amish fool you because... <laughs> There's always uh, a rumspringer. <laughs> well, no, no, no. We always, we know, everyone knows the deal with the Amish. But one of the kids was telling me his father owns a uh, very small um, car dealership, like a used car, small lot. Like, I don't even know how many cars he's got on the lot, but it's a it's a very small operation. And it's been in the family probably since like the 30s, 40s, whatever. So. The a brand new building went up, so offices and probably like a like a mini showroom type of thing. So that's not the trailer anymore. Yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, the Amish built it. I go, what the fuck do you mean the Amish built it? He goes, yeah, my father was trying to get quotes and he didn't like any of the quotes. So we drove to Pennsylvania and he hired the Amish. Jesus. I'm like, what the, like, what do you like? Did he just go to fucking Amish country and be like, hey, I need a building in Massachusetts. And they're like, yeah, sure. We got you, man. Yeah. Let me hop on my horse and buggy. I'll see you in four months. (laughs) So I was like. Okay, uh, this is what I, I told him this. And of course, high school kid didn't fucking follow through. I go, you need to f- answer the following questions for me. Number one, how did they get here? Number two, are they full of shit? Like, are they using compressors or are they fucking sitting there hammering in every nail? Yeah. Like, like I, I'm mostly like, like, dude, how did they get here? That That's my main question. Like, are they allowed to take trains? Like, I think... There, I think there's levels to being Amish. Like, I think it's, it's like, um, 
like orthodox it's like, it's like jews, jews and like shit. you know how yeah. there's like the orthodox jews and then there's like you know your casual jew yeah like i think there's like casual amish and then there's like the orthodox casual. amish that like <laughs> <laughs> that like don't fuck around with anything <laughs> so this is like the uh oh what was that what was that movie with um seth green he was an amish person sex drive where they drove across the country uh, i never saw it yeah no, i remember it. and then it's like so Seth Green's like fucking with them because he's like, because they're talking to him as though he's like a fucking Neanderthal. He's like, dude, I know what you're talking about. Like, whatever. And he like, he explains all the parts of like a car. He goes, oh, you mean like, like rattles it off. And they're like, oh man, it's only the internet. He looks at it, he goes, internet? And they're like, oh, it's this thing. He goes, I'm just fucking with you. He goes, yeah, I know what this shit is. Like, whatever. So I don't know if you guys remember, there was a, I don't know why we're talking about Amish, but there was a, there was a show on Discovery about Amish people and it it like went into like the underworld of the Amish and like these like raves they would have and it was just like a crazy oh, lifestyle shit. I don't remember the name of the show but it was kind of wild I do remember vaguely that show being on tv but I don't think I ever watched it like I remember because I remember seeing it and being like that's weird like aren't they supposed to be like anti-tv but they have their own tv show yeah, <laughs> like that. I remember that part of it in my brain. Like I said, Amish I never... Mafia. That was the name ah, of the okay. show. <laughs> Amish Mafia. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> Have you, you guys uh, follow LeBarn James on uh, on Instagram? No, I do no. not. So he's an Amish. I, I'm assuming he's Amish, but he works on a farm and he just creates all these like workout devices and hoops and stuff out of farm equipment. Oh, so shit. his name's, his name's LeBarn James sports center. Always, <laughs> sports center always, uh, shares his stuff. It's kind of, uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, speaking of sports center, um, <clears throat> we've had some, uh, some interesting happenings with one of the employees of ESPN recently. Uh, so unfortunately, if you got, if anyone out there doesn't follow sports or you haven't heard yet, uh, Dwayne Haskins, who was the former quarterback for Ohio state, um, and has since been with, uh, Washington and Pittsburgh, I think in the yep. NFL, yep. um, he, he was going to start this year too. Yeah. He died, uh, the other yes, day, yesterday morning. So I don't think full details have really come out yet, but what I've been able to piece together, thanks to Twitter, um, is he was riding a motorcycle on the highway in Florida. Motorcycle ran out of gas and he was walking along the highway. I'm assuming trying to find, get to a gas station to get gas. And he tried to cross the highway at one Jeez. point and got struck by a dump truck. Um, and I'm assuming was killed instantly. Uh, you don't get hit by a dump truck and, you know, kind of hang around like those things are fucking huge. Um, so as pretty unfortunate, I think he was 25, like super young. Um, so he was a former quarterback at Ohio state. Now I want to emphasize that because, uh, there was the most famous employee I would say right now at ESPN is one Adam Schefter when it comes to NFL, at least, uh, who is an alum of Michigan, the university of Michigan. Wow. Um, I didn't even put that together. <laughs> so when Dwayne Haskins was first, when it was first announced that he had, he had died, 
Adam Schefter, I was one of the first people to report on it from ESPN. And I don't have the original tweet um, because it was since deleted, but it was something along the lines of uh, Dwayne Haskins. Oh, yeah, yeah, you have it. So this is what he said, I think, yesterday morning. Adam Schefter. Dwayne Haskins, a standout at Ohio State before struggling to catch on with Washington and Pittsburgh in the NFL, died this morning when he got hit by a car in South Florida. Per his agent, Cedric Saunders, Haskins would have turned 25 years old on May 3rd. Yeah, so a lot of people had a lot of problems with um, him putting in for no reason uh, the part about him struggling to catch on in the NFL literally hours after he died. Um, well, Schefter, had, and I that's thing, Schefter had it first. Right. And this is just a tweet. This isn't an article. This isn't like a full form, like. Right. You Where know. you're going into details of his career. Yeah. And it's you like, know, yeah, it's like it, he's 144 not, characters or less. <laughs> he's not wrong. It's just, was that relevant to the first tweet? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so when I first saw that and I saw everyone flipping out, my, my immediate thought was, well, one, he's a cocksucker. Um, Cause that's unnecessary, right? Like you don't need to put that part into yeah, it. It didn't, it didn't bring anything valuable. Added no, nothing. No, added the nothing. Situation. Um, like I said, like the guy literally just died like hours ago, tragically, like not like it was, it's, that's a tragic way to die. Like he fucking tried to cross a highway and got hit by a dumb truck. Like that's awful. Um, and you're, you're throwing shade at him for not being a good NFL quarterback. That's yeah, just but weird. Again, my first thought was Dwayne Haskins, Ohio State, Adam Schefter, University of Michigan. Like, was he being petty because of that? And if he was, like, that's a real bad look. Like, either way, it's a bad look. But, like, if you, if you snuck that in there because you have some, something against him because yeah. you went to your rival, like, that's a really bad look. It's, it's an odd way to phrase an announcement like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, why can't you just be like tragically, you know, Dwayne Haskins, 25, yeah. dies, you know, per his agent, you know, more news to come as available. You know what I mean? So, like, that's not hard to do. No. So me being my, my Twitter uh, aggressive self, <laughs> I, uh, so I, I, I replied to him. I said... Who gives a fuck how he did in the NFL, you dickhead? Show some <laughs> damn respect and remorse. Now I am auto-blocked by Twitter from viewing Adam Schefter's uh, tweets temporarily. And it's funny because if you – so there's a little blurb that if you go to his page when you're blocked by Twitter, which I've never seen before. I've been blocked by – like Josina Anderson has me blocked. Um, <laughs> I, I think Woody Page has me blocked. All these people have me blocked. Uh, I guess not something to be proud of, but hey, what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> but if it, it's, it gives you a little blurb. It says auto-blocked by Twitter. You are temporarily auto-blocked from viewing, blah, blah, blah. But if you scroll down, there's here are ways to keep conversations healthy and avoid getting auto-blocked. The first one, remember the human. There's a person on the other end of your tweet with feelings. This guy I, had I, zero remorse for the person's family, you know, yeah. or the situation. Hey, he right. sucked in the NFL. This guy just died. He's 24 years old. Yeah. He didn't get yeah. auto-blocked by Twitter, you know? Yeah. Like, you don't have to be like, oh, hey, this guy that just died, he sucked in the mm. NFL, and now he's dead. It's yeah, like, no, 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 man. Like, yeah. it sucks that he's dead. It, just leave it at that. 
And he, he's been toting that line for a while now with kind of almost like audacious tweets and just his personality is getting – I think he's getting a little full of himself and kind of – he's got to yeah. be checked. But did he – Did he? I know he – Um, the latest one was he had the Brady info first. And, and was then, wrong. And <laughs> was wrong kind of or was wrong on timing. Yeah. Because then Brady did retire, but then he didn't. So the whole thing's fucked. Yeah, yeah. Did he did he have another situation where he tweeted something fucking stupid? He did. So I'm looking for it now because I'm pretty sure I liked it on Twitter. But there was a tweet that I saw yesterday at some point. It was like five or six bullet points. I saw of, that too. Of everything that he's done over like the course of the last like nine months. Um, and one of them was the Brady thing. One of them was Dwayne Haskins. And there was like three or four other ones on there. Want um, me to read it? Yeah. So some guy, Garrett Ferguson from Garrett Sprints, his Twitter page. In the last year, Adam Schefter misrepresented the Dalvin Cook domestic violence situation, which I don't remember a ton of. Misrepresented the Aaron Rodgers situation. Missed on the Brady retirement. He said Deshaun Watson was innocent and was insensitive to victims of sexual harassment without knowing anything really. And then now the Dwayne Haskins whole situation. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I remember the Deshaun Watson thing saying he was innocent and then he had to send out like a whole new tweet that was like, Oh my bad. Like I, I meant that yeah. like he was not guilty, which doesn't mean he's innocent. And like, he went on this whole thing and it's like, dude, you're a sports writer. Like just stick to sports, man. Like that's it. And that's the thing is what he is. He is a breaking news guy. He's an insider and right. Twitter is his main platform. You don't fucking write, dude. Like don't try to write yeah. when you're tweeting, just play the hits. He's made his millions off. Like you said, facts, not like opinion based articles, or yeah. opinion based tweets. Like, I don't want to hear what you think about Dwayne Haskins career. Rest in peace. But like, yeah, like if like you that. want, if if you're Dan, Dan Shaughnessy and you want to say Dwayne Haskins was struck by a car, here are some details. First paragraph, second paragraph, uh, a standout at Ohio State, and here's some shit about what he did at Ohio State. Third paragraph, um, he was originally drafted by the the Washington, probably originally drafted by the Redskins, <laughs> and then cut by the football team, or maybe not. I don't know. Um, started whatever. Here are some things. Um, after struggling with the with with Washington, uh, they let him go, and he was signed by Pittsburgh, where he primarily was a backup and on the practice squad. Like, but that's but that's the article. That's right. not the tweet. The tweet is Dwayne Haskins, a former standout at Ohio State and quarterback for Washington and Pittsburgh, yeah. was struck by a car and tragically killed. He would have been 25 on May, whatever. Yeah. And done. You, like you, you have 280 characters. You don't have to fucking use them. Yeah. You don't have to go, well, he struggled in the NFL. It's not unnecessary. Worst part is, too, Schefter knows that will be screen grabbed, shared on, like, every news channel. Hey, Adam Schefter had this first, which is also weird. Like, we're talking about a person kind of dying. Yeah. He had it first is what they'll say on the news and all that. Right, and, right. And he knows that that – Screen grab will be shared, and he knows millions of people are going to see struggled in the NFL. I don't know. 
it's just an odd thing. And people aren't happy. There's other athletes kind of trashing Schefter. And- Jacoby Myers, I think, was like, yo, Adam Schefter's a clown. <laughs> like, he flat out <laughs> tweeted and goes, Adam Schefter's a clown. And I was like, that's amazing. You have, like, this bum wide receiver on the New England Patriots who just called Adam Schefter a clown. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so, I mean, there's, there's been a lot of, I think Des Bryant came out and made actually like a profound statement, um, which I don't know, seems weird to me because it's Des Bryant, but he was saying, he said something along the lines of like, this is how people view us. Um, anyone that's a professional in the NFL, take note. Um, we're nothing but entertainment to these, these types or something like that. And I was like, wow, like, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like someone like an Adam Schefter, he doesn't give a fuck about Dwayne Haskins or a Jacoby Myers or a Des Bryant. Like he doesn't care. He only cares about, like you said, being the first one to report the story. Yeah. Right. And it's like, Oh, look at me. I'm the best. So like, do I know Dwayne Haskins? Obviously not. Like does his death affect me? No, not really, right? But yeah, you gotta. Have, I'm not, not that I'm at, not that I have the uh, the platform that Shefta has, but like, have a little bit of remorse and kind of respect. I yeah, don't, not gonna shit on the guy right after he dies. Just, yeah, just have some common sense and decency, you know. Yeah, but like that's been his whole shtick, I guess, over the last year. Like you said, the starting with the Dalvin Cook thing, like he only cares about being the first guy to report something rather than like getting all the facts, which kind of sounds. Uh, Sounds a lot like mainstream media today. But. <laughs> yeah. And again, it, so it, it, but it, it, we said it earlier. It's like the opinion. Leave right. your opinion out of it. Just fucking tweet, you dumb fuck. Right. Right. Yeah. Frankly, no one really cares about your opinion anyway. Just report it. Yeah. That's what you do. Report. Just report it. Yep. I don't want your thoughts. I don't. There's a reason why I don't read fucking beat writers is because I don't really want their thoughts. I don't really care what Ben Bolin has to say. Like. Trolling Volum. Oh, yeah. He, he's, a, he's such a pussy. It's just like, I can't even listen to him. Speaking still of fo- being still a, follow him, aggressive on Twitter, I've gone at Ben Volan pretty mm. hard recent, uh, probably over the last few months. There was one day I just started ripping. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, I didn't get blocked by him, though. So that was that was good, I guess. They get so sensitive. Yeah, yeah. There was one day. Well, yeah, they got um, they got no problem running their mouth, and then when people turn on them, then they get so fucking. Ugh. Yeah. Well, there was one day uh, not that long ago because I was still teaching at the the school I was at before, um, and it was right after the uh, was it Mac Wilson? Is that his name? His trade? No, not. Was, yeah, it was yeah. Ma- the, Mac Wilson, the Mac the Wilson linebacker. trade, the linebacker yeah, from the Browns. Yeah. And uh, some, I think it was Evan Lazar was like, oh yeah, this is a great pickup. And like, people were calling it like, oh, he's a, he's a game changer or whatever. And I just started going off. Like I went on a tirade on Twitter and people are tweeting at me being like, you don't fucking know this. And I'm like, dude, you're not listening to what I'm saying. Like, all I'm saying is like, this guy's a special teamer. Like if he comes in and gives you something on the field, like that's fine, but don't sit there and say he's a game changer because that's fucking ridiculous. And we like also all- traded Chase Winovich for him. You know, it's not like, Right. It was a, my, so my whole premise was it was a trash for trash trade. Correct. Like you had some, you had a, a, a outside linebacker that couldn't catch on. He didn't fit the system and ended up being a special teamer. And you traded him for an inside linebacker that couldn't catch on in his team and ended up being a special teamer. Yeah. You hope that a change of scenery <laughs> helps both of the guys. Yeah. 
but well, like there it was it very it very well might still Whatever. there was but there's people on twitter that. that were like well all they need is a change of scenery and they'll be great i'm like no that's not true well, you don't know that yeah how many guys get traded in the nfl Mingo. and then get cut <laughs> you Mingo. yeah yeah coney ely like and that's that's just well, too see, off the top Co- of my head the issue the with coney ely is he was or I guess he had a good Super Bowl. I don't want to say he was good. He had a very good Super Bowl, which is why people had eyeballs on him. Yeah. And then, yeah, could make it out of training camp. Mingo, Ming, Parkevius Mingo is the best, most, best, most recent example where first round pick wasn't really doing it with Cleveland. He was also sixth overall, not a, what was Mac Wilson, third or fifth rounder or something? Yeah, fifth rounder. Um, so he was like the sixth overall. Like he was supposed to be good. Came here, cheap deal. And it was like, oh, okay, yeah, no, he's just a special teamer. That, yeah. That's all That's all there is yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Cleveland did a bad job drafting. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> Especially back then, that was probably what – Mingo was probably 13, 2013. Yeah. So, like, right in the middle of, like, their Johnny Manziel, <laughs> Mingo. They had two picks that year, the Manziel year. I don't remember who the other guy was. Yeah, I don't know. Josh Gordon. Was it that, was it that tight end? Majoku <laughs> or whatever? Might have been him. Oh, could have been. Could have been. Could have been. been him because he, he's up for a new deal. So Manziel was, what, 2014? 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Maybe Njoku got something else. Yeah. Yeah, could have been him. Yeah, sick. Guy who can't <laughs> catch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an, athletic, an athletic tight end that can't catch. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, literally Asi Asi and what's his fa- what's his dick Dalton Keen. I'll never forgive that draft. <laughs> We've had some pretty bad drafts in that. Like there was like a three year. Well, seven, so so I as bad was as the Antonio so, Garcia. Year? That was seventeen. Seventeen. So as bad as nineteen was, and it is bad, and especially upon further review, it it's worse. So it's like, yeah. do you want to hate seventeen more? Because you had Wise, Garcia, Derek Rivers, and I think McDermott. I think it was another tackle. That was it, though. So you only had four picks, and you missed on three out of four. <laughs> or is 19 worse because there's just more misses? I mean, Asi, it's like Asi. The, Yeah, the, I don't think that – yeah, it was 19, right? Uh, no, wait. Was Asi Asi 20? Asi yeah, Asi was the same year as Keen. That was oh, 20. that might have been I the think 20 draft. Okay, 20, yeah. Because 19 was Nikhil Harry. Yeah, it was Nikhil Harry and Joe Juwan and Winovich. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the 20 draft, they moved back and got Duggar. Then it was Keen or Asiasi Keen and one other player. No, they had the three. I don't even they remember. Took, they took two tight ends in the third round. Both are not playing. Yeah, and then they took that kicker, Roar Shower, or whatever. Oh my oh, god! Yeah, yeah, in the yeah. fifth round, the racist, <laughs> the racist guy, the three, the, the three percenter. <laughs> so the twenty draft, uh, two 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 thirds don't play, and then the fifth one isn't even on the team. The fifth rounder. Um, that was bullshit. But I still believe that. Nasty. I think that kid was actually really good, yeah. but he got fucked because he had a dumb tattoo. Like literally he was fucked from the get go because of all places he came to new England. Yep. Like if he had gotten drafted by like Dallas, he would have been fine. 
they're like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he'd be the fucking kicker for Cincinnati right now. Yeah. If he <laughs> went to, if, if he went to Jacksonville or like literally anywhere that wasn't like San Francisco or new England, like he would have been fine. Um, but because he had some stupid tattoo that he got when he was 17 years old, like he just was fucked from the beginning. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, Cause he, he had, he had, a, had no he, shot. He had a cannon. I remember that, that, um, the, the training camp, I think someone said he hit like a 60 yarder or something like that. Like he was, I mean, apparently he wasn't very accurate and, you know, 57 year old Nick Folk ended up beating him out for the job and actually hey, still Folk's has been unbelievable. Job. Yeah, I know. Folk's Who would have thought of, Like the guy that got cut by the New York jets would have ended up being a really good kicker. Their best offensive player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. I think <laughs> and, ba- and Bailey. I think uh, Bailey had a down year. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Weapon X. <laughs> but so, I mean, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I think uh, they're fucked this year. Yeah. I like, think they're going to struggle. Anybody that thinks that they're going to be like, oh yeah, they're going to be back. No, I don't think so. I talked to like my friends and everybody got better. They did nothing. Yeah. They haven't gotten better. I guess Devontae Parker. Sure. But uh, they, Wide receiver was obviously obviously a need, but to like stop a Bills offense, to stop a Chiefs offense, to stop the Dolphins now, they have no speed at linebacker, they have no cornerback. Right. Yeah, they lost their one great corner. Okay, they bring in Malcolm Butler, who I don't know hasn't played in a couple of years, and then he they couldn't have hang in Arizona. Yeah. So get ready for a lot of soft zone this year. Oh yeah, and, and, but don't break. Because yeah. that's because with the corners that you're trotting out there, you are not a man defense. It's going to be because Butler Mills Jones. Yep. You got the their, three best safe. Co- their best corner is Jones, who's coming yes. off of hip surgery. And he's a slot maybe corner. he'll still be he's a slot, a slot corner. You know what I mean? Um, so, so then, well, so this is the, the other thing, too, with uh, with Mills. So I don't want to pretend Jalen Mills is something he's he's not in terms of like giving him a shred of credit, a couple percent, he is not a man up guy. No. So him getting shredded the way he got shredded, that's not hard to see. He was a fucking free safety before he came here. So, or the year before he came here. Um, Cause he was a corner before that. So I thought he showed a little bit of something a little bit last year. Yeah. And so it's, it's going to, it's going to be gross this year though. It's going to be a, it's going to be disgusting. It's going to be soft zone. We're, we're playing the AFC West. So you got all those quarterbacks. We're playing the, um, what are we playing the NFC? NFC North. So you got those quarterbacks too. So good yeah. fucking luck. I think a lot of the, a lot of the betters are saying 11th best team in the AFC. And that's probably right outside of some luck here and there. Cause they have like the fourth hardest schedule. I think most of the books have them at eight and a half. Over under. Yep. Yep. That's probably about right. I was going to say nine wins, you know, looking at like a nine and eight season. Yeah. Um, Cause they won 10 last year. They won 10 last year. So yeah, they got, they're, they're playing a lot of quarterbacks that that's, I don't know. I'm interested to see how the draft goes. I'm still optimistic and I won't form my opinion yet. Um, I think getting Devontae Parker 
when they got him at the time they got him makes them better than they were the day before they got him. Yeah. But that doesn't change that they didn't do much before right. that. Right. Um, and it's also like Devontae Parker is not like a lights out number one wide receiver. He's not even a true outside the numbers guy. He no. plays more in the slot. He's like a six foot four slot guy. Yeah. yeah. So he, he, he's going to remind me of Josh Gordon and he's going to, he, he catches a lot of balls with his body. He's going to catch him over the middle. He's going to catch slants. He's what Nikhil Harry should be. Exactly <laughs> Even then, no, because whatever Nikhil Harry should be the page. So Nikhil Harry probably sucks, but the Patriots also won't allow that player to be the player. Cause it's, it's force it up to Julio. Like that's kind of what Nikhil Harry would have to be. Cause if you throw him a 50, 50 ball and he catches half of them, that's not a lot of catches, but he caught half of them. So, so like, right. You're exactly right. And, and then this just goes back to Bill's drafting for me. Yeah, like why? Why draft him then? Like right. everyone knew Debo Samuel was going to be good. Okay. Everyone knew he was probably going to be the guy. Somehow slipped to the second round, despite all that knowledge. Look at the players who went and right Brown. after that. And yeah. A.J. Brown. You know, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel. I've, I've had this time. Terry McLaurin, D, uh, if you wanted a big guy, D.K. Metcalf. Um, yeah. I, was Ayuk that same draft? Not no, Ayuk was the next year. Uh, but, but all these people right after them. Uh, yeah, I think, and, and that's the thing is like, so a lot of people say, oh man, they could have got Metcalf. I'm like, I think Metcalf would be the same player, Nikhil, maybe a little bit, whatever. I think it would be a similar situation. I think AJ Brown or Debo Samuel would look nice in that Navy blue though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Terry, I love Terry. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, yeah. he would be good too. He was just such, he was, he, he came so much later that I don't want to always say like, oh, really missed out. It's like, yeah, but True. he got passed over a lot by a lot, a lot of like each team passed over him two, maybe three times. Yeah. Right. We knew AJ Brown, Debo Samuel. Well, like we, I remember those guys being like the fit. Yeah. So I, I, I like Parker. I know McDaniels isn't here anymore, but that's the type of receiver that would fit good in that scheme. So I don't know what's happening with the offense or the defense. Dude, like this is the first year <laughs> that I can ever remember where we go into the season being no, like, nothing. I have no fucking clue what's going on. No idea. Because outside of a zone, Josh McDaniels is gone. There's no one to run approach. the defense. Like, what's well, to be fair, the defense is the same as last year. It's the same people, personnel. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Matty P moved over to the offense. I don't yeah. know how. I don't yeah, know Patricia's running the offense work. now, or he's a, he's the offensive line coach. Sick. <laughs> and Joe Judge is the quarterback coach who's never coached offense or quarterback in his career. It's apparently. the uh, yeah. it's the it's the amoeba the amoeba coaching staff. <laughs> yeah, there's no offense. Like, what are you? Uh, by title, I'm the QB coach, but uh, I'm also going to help with special teams. And um, I got running backs today. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's like, I just, I just hope Matt Patricia is not calling the plays, which is good. Like we also, we don't know who's going to be calling the offensive plays. Where's the, who's the fucking playbook, right? Cause Josh is gone. So we've had the same offense for 12 years, right? When did Josh yeah. come back? 11, 10 or 11? When did they win yeah. the Super Bowl against the um, Seahawks? Was that 11? That was 14. He came back before that. So McDaniels came back as like a special advisor for the 2011 Super Bowl that they lost. So he was not right. on that coaching staff. He was with the Rams. Yeah. And he got canned, I think. Yeah. So oh, he, so he went to, he was back he went to the Rams. 12. Yeah. yeah. Yep, you're right. Yeah. Yep, exactly 12 right here. So we've had the same offense for 10 years. And it's like, well, now what? Who's like, we also don't have an offensive coordinator. So now you have 
a quarter, a young quarterback in his second year that doesn't have an offensive coordinator. And are you just going to run the same playbook that Josh did? Like, so now anytime we play, like if we're playing Vegas this year, is Josh just going to be like, oh, these assholes are running my playbook still. So let's just stop them. You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing? Like what, like, it's just wild. Like I said, this is the first time in probably in the Belichick era where we're just like, we have no fucking idea what's going on. And I'm more stunned too, that he didn't really do much this off season in terms of kind of getting Mac what he would really need. Even like the offensive line is falling apart too, because they lost a couple of guys. Right. Um, But offensively either, either the line or outside. Yeah. They spent some money last year, but clearly those receivers really didn't hit. So you kind of got to reassess the situation, but he, since I don't know seven since he really drafted Jimmy Garoppolo, um, he's wanted a quarterback on a rookie deal. Yeah, for that that cheap money. Now he's ha- now he has it. This is when you kind of seize that opportunity and spend and, and and give that rookie deal the opportunity to, to win. Right. Um, I mean, I, I think it was big done that. bringing back Trent Brown. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, that was huge. They would have been fucked. Um, there's hey, there's a guard in the draft. That's supposed to be like Zion Johnson from BC, BC well, local yeah. local guy. He's supposed to be the guy. Great fucking Leo. Which fucking. which awesome cool. Hey, pretty pretty cool. Like if you get like Logan Mankins, that's, that's what pretty I, that's, that's pretty that's awesome. What I mean, but that's what, that's what we're looking at. Right but now. if you're drafting a guard in the first round right now, that's pretty fucking Stop. lame. Stop. Stop. Yeah. If you get if you get Logan Mankins again, you take that player at twenty one. Yeah, for 10 years, you have a, a guard. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I look at Listen, guys. it's not like, flashy. It's not sexy, but the, and I, I, I hate this argument. Let the record show. I do hate this argument. They have a fuckload of cap room again next year. So, right. yes, I know that that makes this year kind of fucking annoying because you shouldn't just be like, oh, well, we'll punt on this year. It's like, cool. We did that in 2020. So we're doing it again in right. 2022. But I think. What do you mean? Not- Cam Newton was great. They're not, they're not built for all the movement that happened with the quarterbacks. So I'll give them a little bit of credit. Like you can't just be like, Oh wow. All these quarterbacks just moved all these teams. And now they're all on our schedule. It's like, we can't just go out and fantasy draft. Like, right. Right. And like given JC Jackson, 17 million, would it help this year? Yeah. Do you like the player? We do. But what does it mean when his cap hit is massive for a cornerback? Right. So You have to weigh those things. I don't know what's right, wrong, and different. And then it's like Aguilar. I never liked Aguilar the player, but Aguilar the contract after what happened this offseason looks pretty cheap now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 15 million. Yeah, so I, I don't like the player. I think the player has issues, but like right. the contract well, even, doesn't seem even as more bad along those lines. Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick oh, Bourne is an absolute, an absolute steal. steal. What is he making like 10 million a year? Mm mm. Even last, not even. He's probably yeah. making five to seven. Yeah, that's insane. He was no, he was a nobody in fucking San Francisco. Yeah. So I mean, I guess for me, my, what I was getting at was I would much rather Nicobe Dean, because if you look, oh, at, he won't be there. If you look at the, obviously the holes right that the Pats have, O line's one of them because we just we just ship yeah. Shaq Mason. There's one. Out of there's here. one. There's one spot missing on the line. And, but I look at it like you have a much bigger need at linebacker. Like everyone's getting pumped up about Mac Wilson. Like we were just talking about, like, that's a problem. (laughs) Like if people are excited about Mac Wilson, like you have a problem at linebacker, 
So if Nicobe Dean's on the board and they draft Zion Johnson, like you said, cool. If he, if he becomes Logan Mankins and you have that for 10 years, I mean, I can't say it's a bad pick, right? But like, what if you could have got, uh, what if Nicobe Dean turns out to be like, a, I don't know, maybe not like a Luke Keekley, but like a Roquan Smith. A Roquan um, Smith. If you know? there, is there a realistic chance that Dean's still there at 21? Yeah, I've seen it in really? a, couple, a couple mock drafts. Yeah. Well, there was one mock draft. So my that, only question is why? Oh, well, I don't know. Well, because shouldn't he, shouldn't he be like a top 15 pick? Well, yeah. this is, this is the I'm looking other at a recent one here. He's at 27. I, I was just going to say so what the happened. One, the one I saw had Nicobe Dean going after the Pats took Zion Johnson. So what happened to that guy? I think you run into the problem where there's only so many picks available, right? Yeah. So like, this was, I, I actually okay, so give, I give, I also Evan thought Lazar, he was, I thought he was first linebacker off. Like, so I no give question. Evan Lazar a lot of credit for this I part, like even though I, I shit on him before, but <laughs> he like, every time he posts something about some prospect in the NFL draft, everyone blows him up in his comments and goes, Oh, he's not going to be there. Oh, he's not going to be there. And he always says, you realize there's only 20 picks before us, right? Like there can only be 20 players taken. So if I've lift, I've listed like 40 and you think they're all going to be gone. So something <laughs> like, and he just went on this Twitter tirade one day, just ripping people that are commenting on him and be like, Oh, that guy's not going to be available. And he's like, well, some of them are just by default, right? Like there's only 20 players that are going to be taken before. Yeah. You. Well, there's also a tackle. I think he's out of Northern Iowa. Do they wear purple jerseys? Does anyone know? I don't know. I think it might be Northern Iowa as a tackle. And Trevor, Trevor Penning. I think that could be it. And he's like a first round late er pick and the fucking gamblers are expecting him to fucking fly up top 10. And yeah. I don't know where they always get their info <clears throat> from, but when someone talks about that in one month, it's in March. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so we're going to have some people like shooting up, which means obviously some people have to shoot back too. That's yeah. That's the part people forget. Apparently this is a really good draft for corner too. Um, I don't know the, I don't, I don't know the draft well right now as it sits on. No, I don't, I don't really do a ton of um, the draft stuff. I mean, the most stuff I used to do was our, our draft boy where we threw, we threw knives knives at a draft magazine (laughs) and uh, that we actually hit, we hit a bunch of picks do it that way. Um, But um, you want them to draft a receiver in the first round? No, God, no. No, yeah. everyone, everyone. I don't, everyone I don't trust their saying, ability to do it. Everyone really? keeps saying Chris Olave, like no. that kid from. Oh, no, he is fucking Ohio sliding State. right now. And it's like, no, I don't. Don't. No, stop, stop, just stop. Because yeah. we tried that before; it didn't work. You just traded for Devonte Parker. Like, we're good. We're good. Wide receiver is not great, but like, I'm all set with you trying to draft a wide receiver. Remember when first. Chris Olave was like? I mean, him and Garrett Wilson were like. Hey, one of them is going to be the first receiver off. Yeah. Olave is down to fifth. Yeah. So I don't want the fifth best receiver in the first round. Who was the kid from Ohio State who had that ridiculous game? In the it's probably game? Wilson. Was it Wilson? Because they were teammates. Because they had three monsters. What do, you, what do you think about, do you think Jordan Davis is going to slide? People think keep thinking he's going to slide a little. I don't know I how. Would, I would take him yeah, in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah. He gets to 15, trade the fuck up. 
let him and Barmore just fucking. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. You're not going to have to worry about too much coverage in your fucking soft zone. If those two fucking barbarians yeah. are fucking rushing yeah. up the middle. <laughs> give yeah. me, if you just give me sec defensive lineman, I'm good. Like that's fine yes. with me. Like, yep. yep. Just let, let the freaks play football. Get right. the athlete. Yeah. If you you're, know? if you're, if up front you have Davis, Barmore, Judon, and, and wise and wise. And then like, you mix in a Lawrence guy and some other people. That's a lot of beef. That's a lot of beef. That is that's, yeah. that's, that's wet dream. Yeah. <laughs> you're looking, you're looking at only having two or three down linemen and still creating problems and pressure, right? Like you could, you could theoretically throw out a Lawrence guy and a Jordan Davis who are both. Well, I mean, Jordan Davis is just a, a behemoth. He's like six, eight or whatever. But like Lawrence guys, like six, six, if you yeah. put guy and Davis next to each other, they're going to eat up like three or four guys <laughs> just because he, they're fucking huge. He might even trot out the, he might put Barmore guy and Davis out there and just let Judon stand up. Yeah. Three guys occupying five. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I would love. So my thing too, is if, if Davis and Dean are on the board and they take Zion Johnson, I'm going to be a little upset. Me too. Um, but like I said before, like if he ends up being Logan Mankins and you have that for a while, I, I, like I said, I can't say that it sucks and I can't say it was a bad pick either, but you could have done better. Right. And I'm not excited about it. I think disappointed is the right word. I can yeah, understand it. Thing. I can understand it. I can't, but this is how the Patriots draft. You sit there and you go, look at these two. They're still here. Yeah. And it's like, you draft the guard and it's like, okay, cool. So we have a, we have the guard for the next 10 years. You don't have to worry about it. The guy's probably going to be an all pro and we'll probably trade him two years before his contract's up and everyone will be pissed about it when they get a fifth rounder in return. <laughs> and it's like, ah, but what could have been? Yeah. Yeah. With uh, it's all just, this being said, they'll trade out of the first round. Yep. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> to draft D back, D backs in the when, second round. Typically, when Bill does go defense in the first round, doesn't miss. He doesn't miss, right? All the way back to Will Fork, Mayo. And the only guy, the only guy he missed Hightower. on, the only guy he missed on was um, easily. Easily, I'm, I'm oh, gonna yeah. say Ely again, but yeah. he missed on him because that was like a flyer, like. Yeah, he that was, he was a, hurt. Looking back on it, that's kind of a dumb pick. I mean, I know he was touted as being really good, but he was coming off a blown ACL and you drafted him in the first round. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but, you know, it's hard because he was supposed to be like, you know, top 10 top guy, 10. get him in the 20s. Right. Right. It yeah. was a flyer. Yep. But yeah, that's that's right. So in the last 15 years, he's missed once on defense in the first round. I mean, I would just, I don't know. Just if, keep that train rolling. Yeah. I like those odds. Yeah. Yeah. Line offensive line or defensive SEC Georgia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get me anybody off that defensive line. They were the biggest people I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and they all run, they all run they they fucking fly. Like yeah. fucking they run. Yeah. What, yeah. what David what did Davis run? Like a four, five, forty. Uh, like, so that, that it was him and Wyatt. They were the first and third fastest D tackles at the combine. Wyatt's gonna go early, but Davis yeah. is Davis yeah. is way bigger than him, and he's fucking almost as fast. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah. 
I remember we were watching a Georgia game last year and uh, you were talking about, about Jordan Davis. And I was like, Oh, which one is he? And then I saw him on the screen and I go up, oh, is he the massive one? That's like four feet taller than everybody else. And you're like, yeah, yeah that's him. <laughs> Fucking huge. So, I mean, yeah, there's potential, hopefully. It'll be an interesting year, if anything. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap this up, do we have an update on Tiger? Bob, are you watching the? I don't have ES, so I don't have ESPN Plus in the basement. So I, I tried to uh, I tried to log into the the Hulu on the TV that's in the office, and it's not signed in. So. Yeah, Jones is saying that he's playing well, but uh, dude, he's plus seven right now. I mean, he, there's no chance he's gonna, he's his less he than zero. He can't chance. even get into like. He's threat. one under today. Okay. One under through two. Yeah. All right. So we birdied the par. He, of course, he birdied the par five today. The fucking cocksucker. Yeah. He never bar. <laughs> he never birdies two. Oh, wait. I he, can't get it. I will give him this. I love, I love Tiger. Right? Yeah, so I, love, I love seeing yeah. him play. I didn't expect, obviously, he's not going to win. No. But the, right. he had one swing. I was like, Tiger, I think Tiger's back. He hit it out of the pine needles, I think, Thursday. Yeah, it was yeah. probably the 14th hole on Thursday. Not he, re- he recoiled too. Yeah. Yeah. Full recoil, full like that was Tiger. And I was like, Jesus, okay. I thought, and then I'm like, you know what? Maybe he's going to win, but obviously not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he's back. And I think he's going to get better as, I'm as just saying that leg. St. Yeah, Andrews is in open. July. The Open in July. St. Andrews is in July. If I was him, I would not go to Southern Hills. I would not go to the country club. No, Just, I would. Say, I would. I would. I would. I would skip the PGA and I would skip the U.S. Open this year. Yeah. Uh, he yeah, just hit rehab, his rehab. He just hit his tee shot on four into the the opposite side uh, bunker. You can get up and down from there. Did you see his irons just sold for fucking four point three million? The Tiger oh, Slam shit. irons. Really? Is, so two thousand two thousand one. Uh, they are Titleist brand, but I guess on the pictures it doesn't say Titleist. It's just like a T. Stamp because they were making them just for him. That's the one where the eight iron uh, on the face has the wear pattern that's like fucking smaller than a dime. <laughs> and uh, I was listening to a podcast with the guy who bought them in 2010. They were on for a quarter million. No one bought them. And then he didn't say how much he paid for them because no one bought them. Then he found them somewhere else. So he bought them, held on to them for 12 years. And they sold last night. I believe four point three was the final number. Wow, who like who does that, right? Like who who has four point three million dollars to buy? No one you know. Well, no, I know. I clearly right, but it's like I don't know. That's just a weird. That's a weird thing, right? Like that's there's a very select amount of people in the world that can afford to spend four point three million dollars on Tiger Woods old golf clubs just to like put them on display in their house. Right. Like, yeah. And maybe resell them in 20 years for 10. Yeah. You, might, you guys watch Seinfeld ever? Yep. Do you remember the episode? I don't know. If, uh, I think what was his name? Um, Elaine's boss bought John F. Kennedy's clubs. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then she, that was Peterman. Peterman. All, all yeah. that, all the, all the heads snapped. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So, so let's, let's play the game, right? You just, you have that money. You just bought Tiger Woods clubs from the Tiger Slam. Yep. Do you swing them? No. 
Nope. I do not. I might have that money. I might. If I have that money, I might like me right now. If I were to somehow acquire those clubs, I'm not swinging them. But if I had $4.3 million to spend to buy them, I would swing each club at least once. All right. So just to be like, yeah, I swung Tiger's club. This is the way I look at it. (laughs) If you're going to swing it once, you're probably not just swinging it once. I know how golf works. (laughs) Those wear patterns are very, very specific. Very specific. (laughs) And if you really want to know what it's like to hit those, go on eBay. Because you just spent $4 million on these. You can go on eBay. You can spend about $400, get a set of Nike VR blades, and it's probably the same club. Because if you look at all of his clubs through the year, even or years, even when they change brands, yeah, the clubs don't change. Uh, so it's dynamic old X100 shafts, regular golf pride grips. Uh, it's the blade setup. The wedges are Vokies. He plays a 58 bent to a 56 and a 60. Mr. Golf Pro. <laughs> Autistic. <laughs> you got chubs over here. <laughs> Have, no, you ever swung like, a bl- have you ever swung a blade? Yeah. It's awful. I have one blade. It's a seven iron. It's I hit it like once a game. Like, oh, so, if I play 18, I'll hit it good once. So I've got I've hit a couple like modern blades. And I use light shafts in my club. So swing in a heavy shaft with a blade. I can't even get the ball off the ground. So I have my grandfather's clubs. They're probably from the late 60s, 70s. And those are legit blades, old lofts. The shafts in them are heavy. The grips are like nothing. I've hit those. Actually, me and Mello did something with those one day. And those feel great when you hit them good. Yeah. <laughs> when you hit them bad, it feels like a foul ball in April. And it's just, <laughs> we, we should do a live from a course, play around and record live. <laughs> so we actually, that's what he, when he said that him and I, cause he's, you're a, what a four handicap or something like three, three four, I think uh 3.2 <laughs> on the app. And so I'm like a 22, like I'm yeah. like not good. So we did a, we like, we played a match with the last year or two years ago now where he played with his grandfather's clubs and I played with my clubs and <laughs> nice then I think I, club. I still got a stroke. I, 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 I think hole, I gave but... So I think before the round, I gave you the choice. I go, I'll give you one per hole or I give you a molly a hole. And I think you took the molly, which may have been a um, veteran move. <laughs> you know what? So the, here, here's the problem. It may have actually hurt him because if the molly didn't resor- resor- uh, resort to a good shot, he was still just as screwed as he was yeah. before. <laughs> so, you know, it's like if you're, you know, if you're hitting, you know, a tee shot and you take your molly there, but then you don't hit the green on that next like par three tee shot. It's like, oh shit, you're still going to make four, but you were going to make four before, but I was going to knock one off. So that may have been the, uh, that may have been the mistake there, but I played these idiots in a three man scramble one time. It's uh one so Mello's about 22. Uh, Vinny plays maybe six times a year, and Jones has maybe played six times in his life, and they fucking tagged me at uh, down the cave. I was like, the very me. first hole, we step up to a par four, and it's a short par four, and I hit driver, and I drive the green. 
Like, and I, then Jones hasn't Jones hasn't played at all. I don't even know when the last he said it was like years since the last time he played. Buries the putt. I'm like, you've <laughs> got to be kidding me. We get eagle on the first hole. <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm always trying to find like fun stuff to do. Yeah, that'd with be that. Because like when I play with the people around me, it's always like, oh well, we got to stretch it out, and oh, we'll play ten dollar Nassau with two down presses and i'm like oh, god damn i can't keep up with all this shit <laughs> if you got so before i get if we wrap up here before we go um if you had that money that 4.8 if you had that money to spend what 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 would you buy memorabilia wise Ooh. um your prized possession i might I might try and find the uh, David Ortiz home run ball from the uh, 2004 ALCS. I don't think that would be $4 million because it's a, it's ALCS, but, but like we were what fucking like somewhere between like 10 and 14, like when that happened, like, you're still young. Like you love baseball. Like when you're a, when you're a young boy between like nine and 15, you love baseball. Like everything about it is, or at least we did. I don't know what kids do today. They, they don't like sports. They like watching other people play video games. But <laughs> when we were younger, it was like baseball was it. Like, it's just everything about it. And it was, no one was good when we were kids. Like all of our teams sucked yep. and the Red Sox winning like in 04 was the first time. Like they obviously they won in the 86 years. It was, it was great. Like that 04 Red Sox team was wild. So if I had that kind of money, I would try and track down that the David Ortiz home run ball from it could literally could be any of them. I don't really care from that, that ALCS when they beat the Yankees, but. I was literally going to say that bat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that bat is what I want. Yeah. Yeah, the bat that he used. Yeah, so my my head immediately goes to I'm giving those Tiger Irons a very very strong consideration. Yeah, <laughs> very very strong That's because a, yeah. my 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 first memory really of like Tiger and golf is him playing 2000 at Pebble Beach. So those are the irons. So now the other now, now if I'm spending whatever or I have the money, nothing else buys or four million buys more than enough of everything else. Like. Everything else that I'm about to say, like are under consideration, four million probably buys all of it. Right. But right. you're looking at any memorabilia from the 2014 Super Bowl, any memorabilia from the 2016 Super Bowl. Um, probably looking at 01, maybe the ball or maybe the Brady jersey. I mean, he did the, the march K, them the down K ball, the fourth quarter. The K yeah. ball from 01, the one that Vinatieri put through the fucking uprights. That would cleats, be pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It wouldn't be a prized possession, but obviously I'm a Florida State football fan. So the ball that Kelvin Benjamin caught to win the national championship or even like uh, Kermit Whitfield's uh, kick return. But like if we're talking like the prize possession, I'm giving a very strong consideration to those irons. <laughs> and I think it, it, it might it might be that because yeah. the, the other hard part, though, is in golf, these these irons, the guy said before the Masters even started. They were up to like 850 and they were already the most expensive golf memorabilia ever. I think it was 
Horton Smith's green jacket. So he was the first guy to win. His green jacket fetched 600000 I think. That would be a cool one, too. That would be a cool one. Any green jacket? Any, yep. Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't care. Any green jacket. Yep. I think, yeah, like one of Arnold's. Yeah. Jack's fine. He it just, it rubs me the wrong way because it's like Tiger should have fucking passed him. Yeah. <laughs> Never know. Still good. Yeah. <laughs> What's he need? Two more or three more? Three more ties. Three to tie. Yeah. So he's got the Masters forever. He's got the Open. I think he has got the Open as long as he wants it. I would skip the U.S. Open. He probably ain't winning that. Yeah. Unless I don't even know. I don't even know what it would take. The Bombers are just gonna fucking win that. And he's still he's still out there, but he ain't some of these guys. Yeah. He might be able to pull off a PGA depending on where it goes. You know, the PGA has moved to this like just long gargantuan thing now. So it's like, it's probably going to be a par 70. Like, so Southern Hills is this year. It's probably going to be a 70 because it's a reg. It's regularly a 71. So it'll just move par. It's going to be long. It's going to be straight. It's going to be in Oklahoma in May. So that's going to be very, very windy. I, I just the PGA is probably going to be the closest thing to a regular tour event, but I, I do these guys hit the ball very fucking far now. Yeah. And yeah. it's like tiger, as good as he is with his Joaquin irons, Neiman, Joaquin Neiman was out driving tiger by like 30 yards. Dude, he was third in the field this week. Neiman. Yeah. Yeah. And tiger Tiger's was hitting all, great uh, shots. Everything's below 300 for tiger now. Yeah. And yeah. be it now with now he's probably as good from maybe like 15 yards back with an approach shot. So if like we're, you know, compare 150, 165, because he's so good with his irons, he probably has about a 15 yard range where he's yeah. just as good. But uh, that was the most impressive thing I've seen from him this weekend was how much his touch is still there. Yeah. From 20 yeah. in. Yeah. It oh, was yeah. incredible. Some of those chips. Oh yeah. Well, you know, he knows this place and you know, when his, I mean, the leg obviously got to stand on it, but when his back was fucked up, all he could do is chip and putt. So yeah. 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 It was uncharacteristic that his putting has been bad, like flat out bad um, this weekend. But I mean, I guess he would sneak up on you. He's not as good of a putter as people think. Right. Right. But I mean, you think about it too, like the old, you know, all the old guys that talk about, well, you know, putting is a consistency thing. So if he didn't play for 17 months and now he come out, like you would, you would have to expect that the putting's not going to be great, but I wouldn't have expected him to be bad. He's flat out bad at putting this weekend, but yep, it'll get better. It'll be, should be, should be a lot better at St. Andrews too. So, <laughs> uh, so with that, I think it is time to start wrapping this up. So, Eric, you're the guest. If you we would, uh, you can go first. Do you have any final thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, I guess for Adam Schefter, man, you know, <laughs> get off the soapbox. Just do your job. Yeah. R- report facts. That's it. Leave your opinion out of it. You know, don't be a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a dickhead. That's, that's it. That's a good motto to live by. <laughs> I got one. What do you got? And I tweeted this out the other day. People who use two sauces to dip the same anything have got issues. 
So I'm going to give you an example. Let's just take a standard chicken finger and you are to dip it. And this is like, so standard plain chicken finger. You dip it in barbecue, you, or I guess Buffalo would make more sense. Dip it in the Buffalo and then immediately dip it in the ranch. No. Thus mixing no. whatever your second one is. Yeah. That is absolute serial killer shit. Yes. If 100%. you want Buffalo and you want to dip in blue ranch, a blue cheese, blue, blue cheese ranch. or ranch. <laughs> yeah. Blue ranch. It's a combination of both. <laughs> Toss the wings in your, the Buffalo and then dip like a fucking normal person. Like, I just, I, I, I don't know where some people fuck. Like, it, wh- how do the fuck does it make sense to take it and dip it in one thing and then dip it in another? It's like, oh, I got a paintbrush. So I'll just dip it in one and dip it in the other. Cause that's like fucking different. Like, <laughs> but, uh, wh- where the fuck do you get off with this shit? I don't know. People are fucking mongrels. And that, well, cause that's, then the second sauce is all fucked up, up, not being the real second sauce. And I don't even like any creamy based dipping sauces. Oh my God. That's all I eat. And it's like, <laughs> listen, it's just not, I just don't like it. That's fine. But like, I'm looking at it and I go, you're taking the Buffalo and you dip and dip all the Buffalo ends up in the fucking, the cream one. It's like, you also, yeah, you, you, dip mix in the buffalo, you lose the, bu- you lose half the Buffalo. Yeah. If right. you're going to mix them anyway, just chicken. fucking mix them. You might as well just put the two sauces in the same thing. Like what the fuck? So yeah, if you're, if you're going to do the two sauce thing, Whatever you take, whatever vehicle it is, get it coated first, and then you get one dip. That's it. One dipping sauce. Yeah. I'll tell you this. Lately, I have been, any restaurant I go to, I've been absolutely burying any aioli on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a new big thing. That Well, not new, but like no, I would say like, within yeah. the last like five, ten years. Like yeah. aioli is like this whole thing. And everyone's like, oh, you have to go try like these truffle fries with the aioli and like all of this stuff. And it's like they're combining flavors now. Yesterday yeah. I went to a place in Haverhill Stacks. Okay. Yeah, I don't think like a brunch breakfast lunch place. And they had the stuff truffalo aioli. It's truffle with buffalo aioli. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it's it, like people like lose their minds over like aioli and everything. And I'm like, yeah. it's, you know, it's mayo, right? Like it's just mayonnaise. It's, it's mayo. It's, it's cool flavored. It's like good mayo, right? I guess is what it is. It's, it's not shitty, you know, miracle whip. I'm such a sauce person though. You get every sauce. Just give, give me, give me it. Yeah. Give me every I, sauce. I like a good sauce. <laughs> I'll say, I'll also give the aioli people credit. As long as you you don't make the aioli with like, mayo base it's like oh we have a garlic aioli it's like no no no. you just mix garlic and mayo that's not the same (laughs) if you actually make the shit yourself i'll give you the fucking credit even if it effectively just comes out to being like bougie mayo fine because you made it but like yeah it's like at the end of the day like everyone relax it's good (laughs) yeah but that's why you chose to get what you got because it's good Yeah. yeah. And, and if I'm, and if I'm not making it at home, it always tastes better. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? So exactly. Uh, all right. So my final thought is, uh, it, I, I realized this the other day, obviously, you know, you get older and you, uh, you become a lot lamer. Right. But what I've noticed is like, it, I don't know if it's getting an, it's, it's a thing of getting older or it's thing is like being a homeowner now. And like, more of like a real homeowner. Like I know me and Bob owned a home, but like we, we did a we little bit anything. here and there. We didn't do too much with it, but, um, 
But so my buddy, Mike, shout out to Mike, friend of the show. He's been on before, uh, texted me like yesterday and he goes, Hey, are you free in two weeks? Like knowing that, like, I always have like stupid shit going on. Like he wanted to, to get together at some point, but it was like the weekend of Bill's wedding. So I was like, Oh man, I got a wedding. I can't do that. So he texted me yesterday and he goes, are you free in two weeks? And I'm like, I sat there and before I answered, I was like, I don't know, am I? And I got to like think and like look at my calendar and like plan it out. So like, obviously this weekend, nothing gets done because it's master's weekend. And then next weekend, I got a dumpster being delivered to the house because we got to clear out the basement because we had construction in the house over the summer and then the basement flooded like a month ago. So we moved everything to the basement, then it got wet. So now we need a dumpster. We got to clean it out. We got to do that. That's next weekend. And I'm like, all right. So the following weekend, like I got to turn over the front grass and reseed the whole lawn. And I'm looking like the next weekend, like is, is Jimo's bachelor party. And I'm like, looking, and I'm like, I got all this fucking shit planned. Like, who am I? Like, I don't, I don't like, I don't like doing this shit, but like I have something to do every weekend for the next like month. And when I replied back to him, I was like, yeah, like I should be free. Like all I have to do is, is like I said, turn over the front yard and reseed the whole thing, but like (laughs) should only take me a couple hours. And he was like, all right, cool. What about like the Friday night then? And I was like, yeah, that's, that's fine. (laughs) Friday works. But it's like one of the, like, I just sat there and I had that moment of like, what the fuck? (laughs) It sucks. (laughs) 10 years ago. Yeah. I'm free in two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like 10 years ago, if you were like, oh, are you free in two weeks? I'd be like, why the fuck are you asking me now? (laughs) I'm free now. I'm free. Yeah. I'm free now. Let's go. I'm actually sitting at the bar. What are you doing? (laughs) We we have a friend who, um, so a couple of us have moved and we're not all on Medford anymore. Um, And he'll send us like, hey, let's get together next weekend. Every time we do this, he'll send us like an itinerary of of lists, of of, of just dates listed out that he's free. Oh, like six months. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing in three hours. And this guy is that kind of structured. But it's and then weddings every other week. Yeah, well, I was to say this like year. The big... This year is wild for weddings. Yeah, yeah. I have like, like five. That's and that's, that's I have low. five too. That's what and we one have. of them is my own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And with um, like because with that with work, it's like I just have I have to know other people's schedules too. So it's like if someone asks me, it's like, oh, do you want to like try to play golf one weekend? I'm like, ah, weekends are tough. Let me see what I can do. I believe the first weekend I now have available is the first week of June. Yeah. <laughs> Between covering and my own shit going on. That's, I think that's what I'm looking at. I'm like, you have got to be fucking kidding me. And let alone like whatever, I'm sure you have a day where you have to work in the morning and then go do something in the afternoon too. I'm sure there is. Cause yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I think I'm working every I think Chris is out every week of May. No, he's three out of four weekends in May. He's out. I'm like, you are fucking killing me. <laughs> and then I look at it. I go, oh, so you know how like you're out all of May? That's probably me in June. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have some. Uh, maybe not, but it might be. Who the yeah. fuck knows? Yeah. Well, if it's not, start booking shit. Make him work all of June, every Saturday. In June. Oh, I'm not worried. Yeah. See, that's the thing <laughs> is I'm not worried about that. Or it's I'm just going to go play a bunch of golf tournaments on a Monday and you figure it out because Mondays are way harder to figure out than Friday, Saturday. So, right. Right. Yeah. yeah so the adult life is uh, it's awful. It's a lot different. It's, it's, really sucks. Fun. it's, it's really terrible. Sucks. 
But like, that's, so that's the other thing too. Like you said, your buddy that like has this whole itinerary thing. Like, that's not me. Like, I'm not a person that like tries oh. to plan everything out. Yeah. Like, I actually hate that. Um, but like, just knowing in my head, like I have a list of things that I need to get done at the house. And because of the scope of what they are, I can't do them all in a day or all in a weekend. Like it's going to take me one whole weekend to do the dumpster in the basement. It's going to take me one whole weekend or most of one day to do the, the reseeding, like the new, I got to build a new fucking lawn essentially. And it's like, it's just dumb shit like that. And you're like, I don't want to be old anymore. I want to be 15 again and just watch, you know, watch some stupid baseball game that's on at two o'clock. Like I want to watch like the Rockies play the Cubs for no reason, because I just have nothing else to do. Give me the responsibilities <laughs> I had as a 10 year old. Now as a 30 year old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like that would be great. I'm just going to hop yeah, on my like, bike and ride to the park. <laughs> Dude, oh, you're 30. Yeah. What are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> hey, I rode my bike every fucking day during this, during this fucking pandemic. <laughs> and, and, and it was a blast and i rode it to the park <laughs> <laughs> did you use the bike lane <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, i refuse yeah <laughs> all right well uh that's gonna do it for us um uh shout out to uh i gotta gotta pay the bills i guess so we got uh mybookie.com uh you go over there use a promo code sarcasm pod uh, when you sign up and they will double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks over at mybookie.com. Uh, second, we have uh, grillyourassoff.com. Eric, you like to grill? I do. What is this, Spencer? Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> they just added, dude, they just added a hot sauce. They, they did. They did just add a hot sauce. You know, if you go to grillyourassoff.com and use our promo code sarcasmpod, you get 15% off your entire order over there phenomenal website i use their seasonings almost every time i cook that's awesome they got a they got a hot sauce now they got barbecue sauces they got pickles i'm not a pickle guy but if you like pickles they got a bunch of different kinds uh they got all kinds of shit hats t-shirts uh it's pretty cool pretty cool spot over there uh they're veteran owned and uh supported too so that's always fun uh so good looking seasonings in here i'm looking at it right now oh yeah they're amazing there's like 10 different flavors i think something like that so the pork rub and the mango habanero are fucking lights out. Yeah, they're really good. Um, so that's grillyourassoff.com over there. Um, you can get us on Twitter at sarcasm underscore speaks. Our f- Instagram is at sarcasm speaks pod. Our Facebook page is sarcasm speaks. The website is sarcasmspeaks.com. Anywhere you go, sarcasm speaks, that's us. Um, like, subscribe, rate, review on all those things, YouTube. Spotify, whatever you do. And uh, until next time, good night, everybody.